This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. More news from SC18. Updates from Athos, Mellanox, and Panassas. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with top500.org and available on iTunes and SoundCloud. I'm Addison Snell, and that's Michael Feldman. Michael, we're still catching up on news from SC18 as we both return home to our smoky Bay Area air here. I should have stayed in Dallas or at least bought some filters while I was there. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, we've got a lot of news to catch up on here, including um, a new platform from Atos. Yeah, this is the Bolsaquana XH2000. This is their latest uh, Bolsaquana platform, and it's they're touting it as their most flexible and energy-efficient HPC platform to date. Um, uh, what it really reminds me of is what Cray has done with Shasta. You can mix and match processors of all different types uh, that are out there now, the popular H- HPC-type processors, as well as different types of interconnects. And you can put these different types of blades in a single system and then mix the workload. So you can do HPC simulations, you can do analytics, you can do machine learning, other types of AI, uh, and and sort of have this heterogeneous workloads in in a heterogeneous platform. So that's sort of the 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 crux of what they've done with this new uh, this new supercomputer. Yeah, with both this XH2000 from Atos and the Shasta uh, platform from Cray, it makes me Think of how these adaptive modular platforms are really tailored for the mixed workloads that we see in HPC right now, which includes not only the traditional scientific computing, but also big data and analytics and uh, AI, deep learning, machine learning types of applications. Atos is positioning a lot of uh, hybrid or AI augmented HPC. And I really felt that was a trend that I saw at the show this year was that it wasn't a distinct message, but people are really evolving their AI around to how does AI get used as a complement or or uh, as a as an augmentation of HPC to further the scientific computing analysis. That's really where this XH two thousand is playing. And you mentioned it's it's heterogeneous not only in the processors and AMD Rome, uh, the new uh, Epic processor, is going to be a big part of this. Uh, but also heterogeneous in terms of the different interconnects. They have HDR and Finiband, they have their own BXI, and they have Ethernet options all in the XH2000. Right. The only thing missing there that we did see in Shasta is Intel Omnipaths. That's an interesting omission there, uh, at least for the time being. So the initial version, like you said, is uh, the Finiband Ethernet and their their custom BXI. But yeah, still you can you can have all three of those, and they support a couple of different topologies, including Fattery and something they call Dragonfly Plus. So uh, this, the idea is they want the scalability all the way out to exascale in these really big, uh, these big systems with lots of nodes. Yeah, the lack of Omnipath is interesting there. And one of the things I pointed out in my market update presentation during uh, SC18, and for those of you who missed it, you can catch some of the highlights of that on my Twitter feed at Addison Snell or on the Intersect 360 research Twitter feed at Intersect 360. You can see some of the charts there, but as we tracked Omnipath's adoption into the HPC market, in 2016, we did see it starting to get a toehold 
in the market. And then uh, since the beginning of 2017, though, that really has flattened out. And the most interesting thing about that was that it doesn't really seem to have taken share away from InfiniBand in the process, but rather OmniPath took most of its bite out of the high-end Ethernet space, while InfiniBand stayed uh, primarily stable. And now in 2018, we're starting to see some resurgence in those high-end Ethernet numbers. And I have a sense that that's coming back. So I'm a little concerned about what the future is of OmniPath. Yeah, and I think there's some question marks around that. The Intel, of course, have talked about OmniPath, uh, the second generation, but uh, not much has been said lately. So uh, I think people are wondering when and maybe if that's going to come out with their their upcoming uh, Intel processors. But regardless, those Intel processors will be a part of this system um, as, as well as as other systems. It's just the uh, uh, it looks like HDR InfiniBand has the upper hand now. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in the, our next segment. One thing we should note, uh, even though this is not, this Bull Sequana XH2000 is not going to be available until early next year, they've already got a big sale for it uh, with the um, Finnish IT Center for Science. Uh, it's not an immediate deployment. Uh, this is sort of the second phase of something they're doing for an upgrade there that'll come out in 2020, but they're going to use the the AMD Rome blades to build uh, this XH2000 system of some size, not they haven't publicized it, to build uh, part of that upgrade at, at the Finnish center there. Yeah, I think Atos does have some sales of the XH2000 that are this calendar year in 2018, but they might not be some of the larger and more public ones. But yeah, this big Finnish supercomputer center that wants the new Rome processors uh, that is uh, kind of going into early 2019, and that's to line up with the of the large-scale availability of those Rome processors. Uh, by the way, this wasn't the only news for Atos during the show. They also announced that they have their test system based on ARM going into CEA, and uh, that's about 300 nodes to start. That's going to be a test bed for further scalability. And I was very interested that in the Atos quantum learning machine, now this is a quantum simulator uh, as the quantum market starts to evolve, but they've got already wins with uh, not only European sites like Ulich and Total, but also some U.S. Uh, national labs, Argonne, Oak Ridge, going into the Atos uh, quantum learning machine. And I, I think that was uh, really interesting news. Yeah, that is. Atos has, has made a, a focus on quantum computing, not so much at the hardware level, but uh, some of the software infrastructure. So, And, and if, if you were at SC18, there was actually a lot of quantum computing, uh, not news necessarily, but developments, people talking about it uh, at various levels, and there's been a lot of activity. It's good to see uh, a big tier one supercomputing uh, company uh, sort of so involved in this. Now, you mentioned HDR. I should say we mentioned HDR InfiniBand as part of this uh, new Atos Bull Sequana platform. And uh, really, I, I saw a lot of HDR at the show. Now, this wasn't totally new. This has been already launched. But what we're seeing now is some of the deployments of this 200 gigabit uh, HDR InfiniBand from Mellanox, including most notably already installed at the University of Michigan. And right. they've announced that it's coming soon in the new TAC supercomputer called Frontera, which is a big Dell announcement. It also included some technology from Cool IT also deployed elsewhere. 
plus HDR at the uh, upcoming Corona supercomputer at Livermore. Right. This is a big thing for Mellanox. They've been talking about HDR and Finiband seems like for a couple of years now. It's been a little bit delayed for, for various reasons, but now it's coming out in full force. I think we're going to see in the coming year a lot of HDR deployments in some of the newer systems, especially the, the newer high-end systems where they're going to value that uh, 2x bandwidth increase to, to really uh, help some of the scalability for, uh, for these large node systems. Yeah, so it really feels like Mellanox is getting out in front now in this high-end interconnect space. I mean, I should say yep. they've been in front, and, and as other people are catching up in 100 gigabit, here's Mellanox pushing it to 200 gig. Uh, we'll, of course, continue to track that in our surveys, but uh, the, the 200 gigabit installations, I think, are really noteworthy in this space. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, furthermore, this wasn't Mellanox's only news. They're also talking about their Bluefield system on a chip, which is essentially an edge device, uh, e, uh, for example, for storage devices or NVMe over fabric. And that includes a, a Bluefield platform, also known as Blue Whale, uh, that they have available on an OEM basis. So Mellanox was uh, uh, having a pretty big show. One other announcement I want to catch is over on the storage side, Panassas upgraded its storage line, its high-end flagship line of Active Store, with the introduction of a new product, Panassas Active Store Ultra. Right, they announced the Active Store Ultra uh, storage system as well as PanFS8. And I think the the big news here is they sort of decoupled PanFS now from the the hardware. They they used to basically build their director modules and their their storage modules sort of in a custom way. I mean, using commodity parts, but they had their own designs. And now they've decided to shift over to basically uh, off-the-shelf uh, parts. Like they're, right now, they're using an Intel motherboard for the director box, and they're using super micro storage modules. And what this allowed them to do was basically make the PanFS software more generic uh, and easier to port. And this is going to be this is going to enable them to, for one thing, uh, make it easier for them to upgrade their underlying hardware and and report the PanFS, but also enter into perhaps some interesting OEM partnerships where they can uh, put PanFS on different types of uh, of storage uh, infrastructure that they themselves aren't in control of. Yeah, I think that's exactly the right read on this. Now there are. <laughs> right read. See, I made a storage <laughs> pun. That's the correct interpretation of this situation, Michael, and uh, that uh, that the PanFS decoupling out, I think, is the biggest news, but there are some other hardware improvements as well. They've upgraded that uh, director blade. They've got faster commodity hardware in the uh, in the storage themselves. So they're really trying to drive this toward what they call uh, moving toward both performance and uh, enterprise manageability and reliability, try to keep that from being an or equation and drive that more toward an and of fast and simple or the, or the highest performance management reliability is how they're positioning this product. Um, now, it bears mentioning their previous or pre-existing Active Store product is not end of life. This Active Store Ultra is kind of a new tier on top and the pre-existing Active Store continues to exist as Active Store Prime. So their customers, the Panassas customers, still have a choice in that. Uh, and I think the big thing, as you pointed out, is this gives them 
the potential for a lot more OEM arrangements or new partnership agreements for bringing the Panassis uh, storage into more types of accounts. Yeah, and I think this is a good strategy for Panassis. I think they've always sort of been self-limited by sort of the, the customized way they've done storage. And if this allows them to expand uh, their their strong point, which is their software, their PanFS uh, software, uh, I, I think that's uh, that's that's going to possibly be a fruitful way to expand their presence in the HPC storage market. All right, Michael. Well, thanks for helping me cover those additional stories. And I, there's still more that we haven't talked about from supercomputing. There was uh, news that you've covered on top500.org that are some details on the new Chinese exascale and pre-exascale systems. Uh, we also got updates on the, the uh, Euro HPC initiatives and can update some of those. So maybe on a podcast soon, we'll come back and look at uh, some of the, the, the interesting new developments in the race to exascale. That sounds good. All right. Come find us on iTunes or SoundCloud. And uh, thanks for tuning in to This Week in HPC. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.